0: Greetings once again to this edition of Faith to Live By. I'm Pam Christian, the researcher, writer, producer, and host of this program where we explore current events from a biblical and prophetic perspective so we, as God's people, know how He wants us to respond. I have a very different kind of challenge with today's podcast. This episode is posting at a time where there has been several date-specific prophecies. Many people, myself included, have shared we've sensed the months of June, July, and August would be months that essentially set up the month of September and into the end of the year where we would see God's intervention. Tim Sheets has said similar, and Barry Wanch also expressed he expected God's undeniable thumbprint on the month of September. You can hear about this as I shared on my previous podcasts. I will also be sharing about these prophecies with next week's podcast and how we are expecting them to position God's people through the end of the year. Additionally, although not tied to prophecy, there has been a lot of speculation about the October 4th date the Federal Communications Commission has announced would be the primary date for testing the Emergency Alert System, or the EAS. On August 3rd, 2023, the Federal Communications Commission, or FCC, released a public notice to announce that the Federal Emergency Management Agency, or FEMA, in coordination with the FCC, will conduct nationwide tests on the emergency alert system and the wireless emergency alert system. The tests are scheduled for October 4, 2023 at approximately 2.20 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time with a backup test date of October 11, 2023. In addition to this press release, I also found another specific to the EAS testing in Puerto Rico. The details for that you can find in the show notes along with the others. And I expect there are many similar tests announced in most countries around the world, given what I've learned about the likely reason for the emergency alert system tests. While some in mainstream media would have us believe the tests are so there is not a failure of emergency alerts such as there was in Maui, nothing could be further from the truth. If your country has announced an emergency system testing, please let me know with a link to the official announcement, such as I provided here from the u s FEMA site. My email address is Faith to live by at pamela dot com This podcast episode first posts on October fourth at four o'clock in the morning, Pacific time, meaning I have no experiential knowledge of what will take place today, so I am preparing this episode with the Lord's help in understanding what He wants us to know about events leading up to today, and what He wants us to know about what we can expect in the future. To seek understanding of our current times from God's perspective is something each and every Christian needs to attempt always. Our relationship with God must be personal and direct and never vicarious through other people. The people God ordains as prophets, apostles, evangelists, pastors, and teachers must never become an intermediary for Christians. They must never be allowed to operate in between our personal, intimate relationship with God. They are given to assist us in drawing closer to God. God intends for each and every one of us, as His children, to have an independent, intimate relationship with Him, while at the same time having an interdependent relationship with Him and one another. Some have explained this as the sign of the cross, with our independent relationship with God being the vertical beam and our interdependent relationship with one another being the horizontal beam, clearly intersecting with God in the middle. So, as you personally seek the Lord to know what He wants you to understand and how He wants you to specifically respond to current events, allow me to help us explore what others have said first about October 4th and then, what people have said about the months leading up to the end of this year. First, some very important foundation. You know, we live in the natural world that is governed by the spiritual world. The natural world is temporary, whereas the spiritual world is eternal. What we experience in this natural world is first determined by the spiritual realm. What determines the spiritual events that are played out in the natural world are three things God, Satan, and each one of us. It is the will of God, the will of Satan, and the will of mankind that determines what is experienced in our natural world. I think most people have an understanding of what I just said, but perhaps they've not so simply considered this truth. Likewise, I think all people know we live in a world where both evil and good coexist, but I don't think people have properly understood our role in either the promotion of good or the promotion of evil. This is why God has been so long-suffering and gracious in providing us several proven prophets and apostles, many of whom have published several prophecies and strategies to guide us through these unprecedented times. Please think back to the years before COVID-19, as far back as 50 years ago, and consider the ignorance of the people worldwide about the extent of evil that we now know was taking place right in our midst without our knowing. The vast majority of people all over the globe were unaware of the extent of evil being planned against us by the self-appointed, super-wealthy elite in positions of high political power. Why have the people of the world awakened to the truth of the extent of evil? Because God has been intricately at work in the affairs of mankind, exposing evil and corruption wherever it exists to cause us to know the truth to reveal which of us will choose to be aligned with God and those who won't. As I've understood God's plan since mid-March 2020 through September 2023, we have experienced three and one-half years of God exposing evil. What is the significance of three and a half years? Well, we read in the book of Revelation of the great end-time tribulation being separated into two three-and-one-half-year periods. Many have speculated that we are living right now in the end times, and there are many convincing evidences for this conclusion. However, there are many others, like myself, who do not see the present times as the end times God reveals in the Bible, but rather a foreshadow of those final days for earth and humanity. In any event, we should always live our lives each and every day as though this could be our personal last ready to leave this temporary world for the eternal world at any moment. This is how the early Church, or better stated, the Ecclesia lived, expecting either their personal lives would be taken or Christ would return at any minute. Imagine the kind of independent and interdependent relationships Christians had in the years following Christ's life on earth. Imagine the love and unity and fierce determination to not allow anything of this evil world to interfere with their allegiance to God through faith in Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. Think of the great demonstrations of faith, the miracles, signs, and wonders that followed the genuinely devoted Christians of that day. How I would love for that to happen again in our lifetime. So to begin, let's talk about October 4th. There has been much speculation about what the real agenda is for the FCC testing the emergency alert system, also known as the emergency broadcasting system, on October 4th. And since this date occurs in the last quarter of this year, when prophetically it has been expected we will actually see God's unprecedented intervention in the affairs of humanity, many wonder what the spiritual implications of this FCC testing on October 4th could be. We know about the efforts spearheaded by the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, and the World Health Organization to gain world control and establish a one-world government. This is a significant part of the evil we have become aware of, thanks to God's intervention already. We know they are planning to impose another pandemic crisis on the world as their last-ditch effort to accomplish their goals are imminent. They've been very public about the next pandemic and their intention to govern the world as a result. My recent guest, James Roguski, has been instrumental in helping us keep informed and calling us to action to prevent the World Health Organization from taking over world health care. If you haven't already taken the recommended action steps, please, by all means, see the information in the show notes and do everything you can. This impacts us today and all future generations. We know about the recent promotion of additional so-called vaccinations that have no evidence to be necessary for anything other than reducing the world population. The claims I just made, if made a little more than three and a half years ago, would have been sneered and laughed at as conspiracy theory, but God has allowed us to see that conspiracy is not theory, it is indeed fact. Just the same, in these times of intentional deception and censorship of truth, I have to be very cautious and ask you to do the same. We can't believe everything we hear, neither should we bury our heads in the sand and pretend there is no evil. Before I share what I've learned that I clearly state is conjecture and speculation and forecasts from others who represent themselves to be highly informed, I want us to recall the many prophetic warnings, God has given His people to proactively decree and declare what He says to activate our protection. God says no weapon formed against us can prosper. God says we have all the authority and power over all the works of the enemy by the shed blood of Jesus Christ, and greater is He who is in us than he who is in the world. These are just some of the promises of God we must proclaim over our lives and our loved ones as world events intensify. Make certain you have your spiritual armor on and that you are wielding it in these days. Also, take every natural precaution you can. Do not allow you or others around you to respond with fear, but with a steely confidence and faith in God. So, here's what I've learned and I emphatically ask you to pray about and to prepare for based on what you decide before God. Your personal relationship with God, in this point in time, more than any other, is literally vital. Dr. Jane Ruby recently reminded her audience that the C-19 shots contained dangerous materials which she identified She highlighted concern that is circulating over the Internet about the October 4th emergency alert system testing and the potential impact on those who took the C-19 jab. She expressed concern is for the directed energy the FCC will be issuing through our cell phones and cell-supported devices more than concern for what will be done for the testing through the radio and television devices. Her guest, Kent Lewis, is a researcher familiar with the topic for a long time, and he weighs in with his emergency report. Additionally, in prior shows, guest Todd Callender from Vax Choice explained he had reviewed Lewis's report and confirms it's spot on. Now, I refuse to be among those who are garnering fear. At the same time, the evil that has progressed in our world is staggering. Also, Both Julie Green of Julie Green Ministries International and LT from And We Know explored the planned events for October 4th. I've provided links in the show notes for you to learn more from them. I encourage you to listen to all the shows I've listed with Dr. Jane Ruby and that of Julie Green and LT. I also encourage you to earnestly seek the Lord about how He wants you to respond on your own behalf and on behalf of your loved ones. What I conclude about the October 4th and the 11th EAS testing is that both are a dry run for a greater invasion proponents of the one-world government want to impose. At this point, I think evil is using technology to enslave people through injections and implants that will be activated by radio frequencies primarily through our smart cell phones. Those who are not injected or implanted, and those who have e Google phones or old fashioned flip phones, are, as I understand it, in far less danger. What I plan to do is turn my cell phone off very early in the day on both the 4th and the 11th of October. I also plan to crumple tinfoil as much as possible while still being able to uncrumple it. Then I will wrap my cell phone in two layers of the foil and place the cell phone in the microwave for the vast majority of the day. This is to create an effective makeshift Faraday bag. If you have a Faraday bag, then use it instead, and place anything that causes radio frequency into that bag to protect it from the radio-emitted frequencies. I plan to buy a Faraday bag for my loved ones for future use, and if you want to as well, check out the link I have in the show notes. I also plan on turning off any and all devices in my possession that are connected to the internet. I ask you to pray about what you will do to protect yourself and your loved ones. Last week, I shared that Clay Clark would be my guest today, and he is. However, because of the importance of making sure you're informed about the EAS testing, what you'll hear is just part one of my interview with Clay. Considering all the efforts of the proponents of one world government, Clay is encouraging us to make certain we each one get into God's Word, to know what it says, and to be completely aligned with God and His ways to escape the evil in our day. Clay is the founder of the Reawaken America Tour, and I'm very pleased to know and support all that Clay has been doing to help people wake up to the truth about God, our government, and current world events. Here's my interview with Clay Clark. Clay Clark, I want to thank you once again for being on my podcast and letting us hear your perspective on things. You've been busy for several years, about three years, I think it is, with the Reawaken America Tour. And you actually started the Reawaken America Tour wanting to help your clients because they didn't know how to face what was going on with their businesses closed, right? Right.
1: Yeah, and everybody out there, uh, if you go to ThriveTimeshow.com and, and you go there and you look at the the clients, they're they're real people and 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 you know, everybody out there, we have different business models. But my model is people pay my business uh seventeen hundred dollars a month, so one seven zero zero per month to help them grow their business. And we have 160 clients and uh we help these companies grow. So you know, pizzerias, dentistries, attorneys, home builders, and they all grow because we teach them best practice systems and uh We don't talk about religion. We don't talk about politics. We talk about how to sell more houses, how to sell more dentistry. Well, then when the lockdowns happened, my clients said to me, hey, Clay, how am I going to grow my business if I'm supposed to be closed? And I said, well, my pro tip for you is it's hard to be open if you're closed. So let's stay open. And I'll report back to you. Give me just seven days, and I'll come back to you. I meet with my clients weekly. And I said, I'll come back to you, and I'll have answers for you. So I did my research, and I discovered very quickly, these are all facts anyone can easily find and prove right now. But the models that said 2.2 million people would die from COVID, those models were false by 25 times. And so if you don't know that, if you haven't seen that, you just go to timetofreeamerica.com, and I have a button that says the truth about the COVID-19 models. Well, then I told my clients, hey, listen, No, don't worry about it. The the models are false by 25 times. And so also the, the PCR tests, the polymerase chain reaction tests. Those can be falsely calibrated or misused to inflate the number of cases. And we know this because the inventor of the PCR test, Kerry Mullis, has said this on camera on multiple occasions. If the inventor thinks they can be falsely calibrated, they can. And COVID's treatable with hydroxychloroquine. And we know this because it's on the NIH website. And finally, the system and method for testing for COVID-19 was actually patented in 2015. So if you just type into Google today, system and method for testing for COVID-19, You'll discover that that was patented in 2015. So if all those things are true, and they are, you start to say, wait a minute, this seems like a plan. And so that kind of got me into the more of the biblical implications of what was going on and finding myself trying to catch up with people like you who devoted large periods of your lifetime to studying the Bible and and really sharing the truth and how it applies to our lives. And so that's how the Reawaken America Tour started.
0: Well, I'm really glad that it did because you have been instrumental. God has really used you and the people you're working with to wake people up to the truth. My first book in my series is called Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies. And the catalyst for that was my realization of how people have been lied to and programmed and that were unaware of it. So you and I are made of the same cloth a little bit in that way.
1: Well, I'm so glad to be here on your program. And what I wanted to do today is I want to just challenge people to think today. And I'm not asking everyone to agree with what I'm saying. I'm just going to give you facts, and then I think we could all – Think about it today. And so, if you go to timetofreeamerica.com today, folks, and you click on a button we have there that says 77, and it's always changing. So, it's it might be 78, but 77 biblical signs of the times. I'm just going to fire off some signs of the times. I don't be able to really think through these things. So, if you open up your Bible today, folks, to the book of Daniel. Now, for anybody out there that doesn't know, Daniel and the book of Revelation, they kind of fit together almost uh, like they're a, a puzzle. If you read Revelation Daniel, they they fit together. So, okay, it's kind of like a brother sister book. And the book of Daniel, it says here, this would be Daniel uh, chapter twelve verse eleven. It says, "And from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away, and the abomination that maketh desolate set up, there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days." Now, many people, not everybody, but but many people believe the pausing of the sacrifice or the stopping of the sacrifice. Um, happens to be what happened on March 11th of 2020 when the declaration of the COVID pandemic occurred worldwide. It wasn't a local thing. It was a worldwide thing. Now, somebody else out there disagrees. That's okay. I'm just trying to get you into the Bible. So if you read Daniel chapter 12, verse 11, it says, and from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away and the abomination that make a desolate setup, there shall be 1,290 days. So if you look at it and you say March 11th, 2020, was when the sacrifice was stopped. Well, you add on to that 1,290 days, and now you're looking at when? You're looking at September 22nd of this year. So does that matter? Well, you're starting to see a lot of movies, predictive programming. They always talk about September 23rd as being this day we need to look out for. You're starting to see a lot of people that are not necessarily Christians warning us that there seems to be something brewing in September. So whether somebody agrees with what I'm saying, that's okay. I, I'm not I'm not going to get hung up on that, but I'm encouraging you to, to read the Bible. Now we move on. Are we as humankind, are we beginning to see the fulfillment of the prophecies of 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 5, which reads, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, uh, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. I think we can all agree that 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 5 is happening. And Pamela, I'd love to get your thoughts on just those, two, those first two points. A lot of information there, but I just want to get your thoughts on it.
0: Well, I do have a question, and I'm sure it's the same question that my audience would have. On what basis are people saying that March 11th was the day that the daily sacrifices were taken away? Because there could be an argument made for that to be in 70 AD when the Jewish temple was destroyed.
1: Well, worldwide, we were basically not allowed to get together and to go to church or synagogue or houses of worship. These were things. And so there are uh, many people, I'm not super hung up on this point, but there are a lot of theologians that are going, that has to be March 11th, 2020. Now, some people disagree. And what I'm saying is, I think it's important that we read the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, So regardless of where you fall on that point, I think the point I have is that most of us haven't read it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us are letting these theologians debate these ideas, having never read the Bible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of times, Pam, I think people who go to churches today where the book of Daniel is never discussed. And the book of Revelation is never discussed,
0: right? In fact, biblical illiteracy is at an all-time high. So I'm right with you, Clay, in having people read the Bible for themselves instead of accepting what somebody else tells them the Bible says.
1: You know, and somebody could listen to what we, I just said and say, "Dude, you are 100 percent wrong." And I'm okay with. I'm not. I'm not hung up on that. As to, to your point, I'm just saying we need to read the Bible now. I am hung up on the next one though. Second Timothy, chapter three, verse one through five. I am hung up on the idea that men shall be lovers of themselves, boasters, proud blasphemers. I mean, the idea of the word selfie. Mm -hmm. I know people right now that you can't have a dinner with them without them taking a photo of themselves the entire time. Like they seem to be so absorbed with themselves that they can't have a conversation with you. It's, it's a really bizarre thing. I'm starting to see men that are my age that take their shirt off and post a picture of themselves on Instagram and women that are my age doing the same kind of behavior. And you're going What are you doing? You know, you're a 42-year-old woman, 43-year-old guy. Why are you wearing almost nothing and posting photos of yourself? Why, Why are you sending that to people? You know, I have a very good friend. I won't get myself in trouble, but people I've known from college. And his wife will, like, send you messages, and he'll send you messages and every every image, it's like they're taking a selfie, taking a photo. They're half naked. And I'm going, what is that? And that's just people that I know, you know, and then you start to talk about kids talking back to their parents. I mean, do we not see children today that are are disobedient to their parents? Are we not seeing blasphemers? I mean, you have you've all Noah Harari. Think about the pop music culture today. Think about the music performances of Taylor Swift and Katy Perry. And Lady Gaga. Think about the blasphemy that's on display. Think about the satanic symbolism that LeBron James does before every basketball game. So I think maybe more people could agree with that second point. Uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Maybe some people disagree, but do you think that that second point there that we might just be City and Timothy being fulfilled?
0: Absolutely. And I think that people can make a, a claim that this has been going on for a long time, that these very same factors that are in Second Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 to 5 have been going on for a long time. But we're living in a time where there's the greatest population on the earth ever, which means that the intensity of this kind of ungodly behavior is evident. And so I agree with that completely. And I also have had Many reasons to point to September as being a month that God is going to work very powerfully in. Clearly, Clay thinks we are actually in the end times, and yet he openly states he doesn't mind if anyone disagrees with him. And based on what I shared at the start of today's program, I believe it's important for each one of us to live as though this is our last day, every day, and be completely ready to meet our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ either in heaven or at his second coming. If I'm right, however, and we are living in the times that are a foreshadow to the end times, then we have to ask God, what do you want us to learn from everything we're experiencing? Each of our personal lists will differ, but one thing we must share in common is the importance of reaching as many people with the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ as possible, and teaching the younger generations not to forget how God has faithfully intervened in the affairs of His people, and how He always deals with sin when it reaches a point of fulfillment ever since the beginning of time. Ours is to choose with whom we want to be aligned. As I shared in the beginning of this podcast, we live in the natural world that is governed by the spiritual world. The natural world is temporary, whereas the spiritual world is eternal. What we experience in this natural world is first determined in the spiritual realm. What determines spiritual realm events that are played out in this natural world are three things God, Satan, and each one of us. It is the will of God, the will of Satan, and the will of mankind that determines what is experienced in our natural world. Either we choose to be aligned with God and His ways or not. To attempt not to choose at all is by default to align with Satan and His evil ways. Okay, that concludes today's podcast for part one of my interview with Clay Clark to help us consider what the Bible says about the last days and to discern where we might be on God's timeline. Be sure to listen next week when I present part two of my interview with Clay Clark. If you like what you hear from me with this podcast, I highly recommend my book series, my award-winning blog, connecting with me on social media where I cover many more topics than I can with this weekly podcast, and consider signing up for my certificate course in apologetics. My aim with that course is to help people learn how to not only use apologetics to share truth with others, but help Christian leaders incorporate apologetics in their respective ministries so more Christians are confident about sharing their faith. Learn more about my online apologetics course using the link in the show notes. Should you have a topic you want me to explore with this podcast, simply let me know. Again, my email address is by at com. If this podcast blesses you, and I certainly hope it does because you are the reason I work as hard as I do, would you consider partnering with me in my vision? You know my whole goal is to help people discover and live in life-giving truth and to experience all the hope truth provides. You can, and I hope you do personally, share truth with others on your own. But have you thought about how many more people you could reach by partnering with me? Help me grow this podcast, get my books into more people's hands, and talk me up to others to get me more speaking engagements and increase this podcast audience then together as partners. We will be making a much greater impact than we can on our own. There are several ways you can choose to partner with me. Certainly telling others about me and my ministry along with prayer is top of the list. There is nothing as powerful as personal endorsements or word-of-mouth referrals. Buying my books and products is another way. All of my books in the Faith to Live By series were written to help people better understand the Christian faith and how to successfully live it out. The first book is Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies. The second, Renew Your Hope, Remedy for Personal Breakthroughs. And the third is Revive Your Life, Rest for Your Anxious Heart. There are two more in the series about the end times. The first one is Prepare for the Harvest, Confidence in God's End-Time Promises written for Christians to properly understand God's plans for His people during the end times. And the other is Prepare for the Harvest, God's challenge to the church today. It's written to help church leadership be ready in every way possible for the long-prophesied Billion Soul Harvest. Visit my website and get any or all of these books with a deep 20% discount by using the word TRUTH at checkout. I also welcome donations, but for now they're not tax-deductible. However, I'm working on that, so listen in the weeks to come and you'll learn more about how you can support me through donations that will be tax deductible. Supporting the businesses I feature as affiliate partners is yet another way you can partner with me. I seek to find affiliates who can offer you goods and services you need, and I have some very exciting money-saving America-first goods and services you will not want to miss out on. Newest to my affiliate list is a company I'm exceedingly excited to introduce you to. If you're like me, you're tired of paying very high prices for cable television, and you've been waiting to find just the right company who shares your values to replace your cable service. Well, I found it. It's called Q Streaming. They provide over 3,000 channels, including live TV with local stations from across the United States, U.S. networks, sports networks, movie networks, and pay per view events. You get all that for about half of what most cable companies charge, and there's no contract, just a monthly subscription. Using the link in the show notes, go and look around and sign up to start viewing the programs you like for a fraction of what you're paying now. All while supporting a Christian-owned and operated company that exclusively uses word-of-mouth advertising so as not to spend money on commercial advertisement that supports the woke movement. And don't forget, when it comes to your health, I also have affiliate partners Mfinity and Dr. Zelenko's Zstack Supplements. You can learn more on the affiliates page and the information in the show notes. Also, there's Operation Tomahawk, which Scott McKay started. It's a subscription program that allows you to get your household and personal care items from a company that is American-owned and operated, because we don't want to support the deep state. And regarding your finances, I want you to know about Dr. Kirk Elliott. He's a personal wealth advisor who offers free consultations to understand your financial goals and help you reach them. When you purchase my books, products, or services, or products and services from any of my affiliates, you get something you want, and at the same time, you support me. It's truly a benefit for all of us. So, why not shop for yourself or to get gifts for friends and family? Your support is greatly appreciated. All affiliate partners information is in the show notes, and I have a dedicated web page where you can learn even more, and you can hear the interviews I've conducted in the vetting process. Of course, you need to do your own due diligence to make your own decisions what to purchase, but to help you, I am researching companies and interviewing their representatives and using their products or services myself to provide you a personal recommendation. There's a link to all the interviews in the show notes. I sincerely hope you appreciate my dedication to you through these podcasts. Let me know how this podcast impacts you and what you're now doing in response to the equipping you've received through me again, my email is Faith to live by at pamela dot com If you like the content and resource material I bring with this podcast, you'll find much more by connecting with me through my blog. In fact, my blog has been awarded two unsolicited awards for Christian content, and I'm very active on social media. I can actually cover more on social media than I can with this weekly podcast and to receive even more please be sure to check out my dedicated podcast listeners page called Beyond the Podcast. Here's where we can connect exclusively and you can download complimentary devotionals, resources, and more. And on that page, I also ask you to help me learn more about what you want by completing the form visible once you scroll down the page. And I would especially appreciate you subscribing to my complimentary bi-monthly e-newsletter. As a new subscriber, you can choose one of three gifts I offer in appreciation for your subscription. Subscribing will make you a preferred member where you will receive special announcements and offers not available to others. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. A review helps the show reach more people, it helps spread the gospel, and helps people learn how to better apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By. we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.